Uh, it's love after lockup, you guys. Welcome, the melanated way. I'm Linda Antwi. We're gonna do some housekeeping first and foremost. Oh, look at that! Hi, Angela from Australia. Hello. That's so cool. Um, we're gonna do housekeeping first and foremost, then we'll jump right into the show as per usual. Um, housekeeping. Support the show. Bottom of the screen, you see where it's scrolling. Cash App, Venmo, PayPal. Linda's so girly. Uh, shout out to my Patreon subscribers. Uh, without you, the show wouldn't be possible. So I want to shout out some very special people. Olivia, Vanessa, Trisha, Sandra, Carol, Trina, Danielle, Rebecca, Marianne, Nia, Raydella, Linda, Brianna, Crystal, Nicole, Amanda. Hey, girl. Hey, I see you in the live chat. Jolisa, Donna over at Anchor FM, Judy and Beth. Appreciate you guys so very, very much. Oh, hello, better days. Hey, girl. Hey. I don't know if I'm shouting out your name, but I know that you're one of my Patreon subscribers. I don't know if I know your real name, but shout out to you as well. You make this show possible. Uh, oh, watching from Rob from Canada. I have my Canada shirt on, Bella. Let me see if I can show you guys. Can I show Canada? Uh, I love my Canadians, my fellow Canucks. All right. You guys, I I don't know what to say about Deontay. That's all. I don't know what to tell you about him. I, he's a hot mess. And I just want to, like, punch him in his face. And not really punch him in his face, but just, like, punch him in his face. Like, what are you thinking? Like, shake the nonsense out of him. Anyways, he has a heart shattered. He already says that he knows that he's damaged, which I feel like if you know you're damaged, then you maybe should sit down in a corner somewhere and like try to figure out what it is that's damaged. So you, you make the same mistakes over and over and over and over again. He feels betrayed. He feels like he let his guard down to Nicole and he just can't understand what was going on. And then on the, in the same breath, he says he can't prove that they were doing anything. Okay, so let me just get this straight. You spend all your money on her. You're her Uber driver. You dropped her off. She didn't want you to walk her to her door like you normally do. She wanted you to scatter. Salut, adios, get out of here. And instead of going into the house, she sits on the porch and you find that strange. And your gut tells you something's not right. So you pull a Yui, you have the brains enough to turn your lights off so that she doesn't see that you're down the street. You see a car pull up. She's about to jump in the car and you come flying up and you can't prove they were doing anything, Deontay. You can't prove that they were doing anything. How about the simple fact that she lied to your face? How about the simple fact that she's taken all your money and she's taking you for a ride, but you can't prove that they were doing anything? Okay. Then in that same breath, you're like, but you don't understand why she's still communicating with her ex. Hey, Ray Della. Hey, girl. Hey. What don't you understand? She's cheating on you. What, what's difficult to understand there? 
And then, and in the same breath, you say that you don't understand why she thinks you're a second-rate scrub. You don't understand? Do, do I need to explain it to you? Or do you might want to take a minute and rethink what you just said? Because if you don't understand it, I have all the time to explain to you why she thinks you're a second-rate scrub. So anyways, his feelings are hurt. He's all flustered. So he goes to see his friend, Derek, who is the only one that makes any type of sense. He should definitely listen to Derek. He should follow Derek around. He should learn from Derek. He should just have Derek be his mentor because Derek talks sense. So they go to the gym, tells Derek what happened. Derek says, she's a hoe. She's a hoe. She's a hoe, 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 hoe. And you need to kick her to the curb. Oh, but no, Deontay doesn't want to do that. He wants to talk to her first. He wants to make sure that his own eyes did not deceive him. And he can't prove that she did anything, even though she slipped away with her ex-boyfriend and didn't tell you. <laughs> okay. So he's like, I got to talk to her. I got to talk to her. You know, I love her. And, you know, I just love her. I love her. Okay, Dante. All I know is Derek wants to cuss her out and I am not mad. That's a good best friend right there. A good best friend has your back and he's ready to cuss her out. So he asked Deontay, are you, you going to forgive her? And he already, it's like in a rhetorical question. He knows that Deontay's going to forgive her. He knows because Deontay's a chump. I said it. He's a chump. I don't understand what's happening right here. And for those of you guys who uh, are my Patreon subscribers, I hope that you went and watched the exclusive interview I did with him last week. He's a really nice guy, you guys. He has a big heart and he wants the best for himself. I just don't think that he's thinking things through with this Nicole person. He's just not. He's like completely in awe of her. And because that's his type, he's even, he's even more drawn in. And I think because he's, you know, he shelled out all this money that he wants a return on investment, just like Stan wants a return on his investment. I'm starting to see what this show is all about. It's like, it's like sugar baby and sugar daddy on steroids, except those people are all in prison. So it's almost like you go to a candy store and you know the store is there and the store is not going anywhere. So you go up and down the aisles and you can pick and choose. It's like that. Like, if there was a catalog, it would be like an inmate catalog and you just go through the catalog. Instead, you go to the website, you look at all the types, they can't go anywhere. So you know that they're gonna respond to you. They get money out of it and you get the attention that you're lacking. And then when they get out, they expect you to continue to fund them the way you funded them in prison. And then you expect, to get the rewards that you've been waiting on. Like, I, I get it now. It's very, it's a very interesting situation. Anyhow, um, <clears throat> Nicole calls while they're at the gym and he's like, you know, let's meet up. And she's like, oh, I can't today. That should have been a red flag right there too, Deontay. Why, what are you busy doing? You just got out of prison. So what are you busy doing that you can't do anything today? Oh, but you want to meet up tomorrow? Okay. He says, that's it. Okay, I'll see you tomorrow. 
Oh, Deontay. It just it's it's hard for me to understand what exactly you're doing. Um, so he says to Derek that it's hard for him to give up on her. And even though she's given the cookie to someone else, he doesn't mind second chances as long as it's not like a third and a fourth chance. Um, Deontay, she had already cheated on you while she was in prison. She came out, you found out that she cheated on you with her girlfriend in prison, which I have, you know, if you've seen this, my show before, I've talked about it, but I'm gonna bring it up again because it was on this episode, but she's cheated before. And then as soon as she got out, she cheated again. And then she cheated again. So we're already on the third third time. So I'm not sure what Deontay is, is saying right now. Amanda said, I screamed when she said she was busy. And he was like, okay, sounds good. You guys, I cannot, I don't, under, I don't understand. Like someone please explain to me what is going through this man's head with all the people in all the world, you have to have this one ex-con slash inmate who's clearly conning you, who told you who she was from the very beginning. She said on the website that she's on the site to run people for their money. And lo and behold, Dante's like, where do I sign up? Rodella says, just so gullible. So it's hard for him to give up on her. Um, and he doesn't mind giving second chances and he's just not ready for it to be over. And I think that that's what it is. He's not ready for it to be over because he's invested his time, his love, his money and more of his money and then a lot more of his money. So he's not willing to just go ahead and let go of all that money he's released from the bank of Deontay. Those are facts. So he's like, I'm going to get me some if it's the last thing I do. I'm going to hold on and continue to just shell out my money until Nicole gives me a little something, something. Meanwhile, Nicole has been spreading her legs for all her exes, all her exes. But okay. So then we see Nicole. And Nicole, she's taking a bubble bath. She's trying to explain to us how it's hard for her to stay on the straight and narrow uh, because she loves having fun. She loves going out. She loves partying. She loves being bad. And she thinks it's fun to be bad. And, you know, she admitted that she had sex with Zach the night before. She said it was okay. It wasn't what she expected after, you know, four years of not being with him. Um, but that's okay because she's going to go meet up with Tia now. And Tia is her ex from prison that they haven't each seen each other in the free world. And so Nicole feels she needs to clarify before she can give her all to Deontay. Stop playing. You don't need to clarify. You don't, Nicole doesn't want Deontay, you guys. She doesn't want him. She wants his money. She wants the free rides and she wants more of his money. She wants to get her boobs done. She wants a car. She wants all the things that Deontay will give her, but she wants to be who she wants to be. So, um, she goes ahead and meets up with Tia. She gets all dressed up. She's wearing this like beautiful red dress. I think I saw her take her panties off. So she was going commando and she meets up with Tia at this outside bar. I want to say they've never seen each other outside of prison. She's visiting from North Carolina. 
talk about a fight that they had while they were dating in prison. Tia spit in her face and she grabbed her hair, pulled her back and spit in her face. I was like, oh, that just sounds really healthy and lovely. Lovely. It sounds, sounds like a beautiful romance. <sighs> beautiful romance. Um, and so they sit down. You can see that they have chemistry between each other. Nicole's like, give me a kiss. She's like, nah, and then they kiss. And we find out that Nicole's mom hates Tia because Tia's like kind of loud and, and out there. And then I wanted you guys... Did you guys see that scar on her neck? You know, I have an active imagination. So in my mind, I imagine that she got in a prison fight and she was shanked across her neck and she had to hold on to her neck. She almost died, but then she won the fight. I'm so extra. So, but did you guys see it? Because it was huge. It was like a huge all across her neck. Like it gave her character for sure. So they have a drink. Um, they talk about their time in prison together and how there's this code. If you say 12, it means a guard's coming. So if you're trying to have sex in prison, you got to like listen for someone to scream the code so that you don't get caught because you're not supposed to have sex in prison. And then they have like blankets up and doors can't be closed. It's like a whole production. It sounds like a lot of work. Um, but that was her that was her boo and nicole's like i'm trying to go back to the hotel with you now this is the same nicole that has been telling deontay that she has anxiety that she doesn't like to be touched that she just needs some more time and i've told you guys plenty of times that you know that when you don't want to be with someone every move they make towards you is a turn off so you start like I don't, but people start making excuses like, oh, you know, I have anxiety or, oh, you're too close or, oh, that makes me feel uncomfortable, all the things, right? If you want to be with someone, especially you've been in prison, apparently not having sex, but obviously she has been having sex, but you would want to be with the person that you want to be with. She doesn't want Dante one bit. And I'm trying to figure out why he's the only one out of all of us that doesn't see it. Yes, Dominique, she just doesn't want him, period. She wants his money. She wants some new tatas. She wants a new car, but she doesn't want Deontay. Nope. And in fact, in fact, you guys, if you don't want uh, to be spoiled and you haven't watched my show yet, then cover your ears or cover your nose or cover your eyes, whatever, because I'm about to show you something that I thought was super interesting because I didn't know her name back then, but obviously now that I watched this episode, I know her name. So spoiler alert, pop this right up here. So if you guys don't know, now you know, there's gonna be a wedding. There's gonna be a wedding that we're gonna see a wedding on Life After Lockup and the wedding is not gonna be Nicole and Deontay. Shocker! Nicole actually ends up marrying Tia in real life. They get married, you guys. They are married. They got married in real life. I now have a face to her wife, and it's Tia, her ex from prison. So apparently there was a 100% love connection made in prison, and there it is. There's the two of them. Uh, Facebook posts from the two of them together. Married! So again, Deontay, what part don't you understand? Because, I mean, I could have saved you a ton of money saying that this was about to happen. 
Amanda says, uh, what do you think about the mom's kind of reaming into her about the way she's treating him? Um, I think that the mom is just doing it to try to make her daughter a better person because she knows that her daughter's a shit and a user and she knows her daughter like moms know their children and she knows that Nicole is no good. She knows that Nicole is completely using this man. She's trying to be like, hey, let me not have raised such a shitty user daughter and let me try to talk to her and talk some sense into her and make her a better person. But Nicole wants to be Nicole. Nicole wants to be the user. She honestly doesn't think that she's doing anything wrong. She wants her cake. She wants the cupcake. She wants the ice cream. And oh, guess what? She wants the company that owns it. You, you feel me? She wants everything and she doesn't care how she gets it. She doesn't care if she steps on anyone's heart. She doesn't care as long as she gets what she wants, period. Deontay is a tool for her to get what she wants. Cause I have yet to hear like out of all the people, all the inmates that we've met, she seems to have the least stringent rules. Like I haven't heard about her parole officer. I haven't seen an ankle monitor. I haven't seen her have to have like certain hours. She's just free to roam the streets. And I haven't heard her say that she needs to find a job. Cause you know what? She already has a paycheck and her, her paycheck is named Deontay. Hi, Nikki from Colorado. It's very sad, you guys. It's very sad. I just don't, I'm really confused by Deontay and what his situation is. Like, what's, there's like something going on in his mind. Yeah, you can be gullible. Yeah, you can have a big heart. But part of me thinks, I'm just going to say it. Part of me thinks it's, it's a fetish in his mind. So the blonde hair, blue eyed Barbie in his mind, because his ex looks identical to Nicole. That's what he wants, and he can't help to let go of it. And he has like a, like a mental block. It's like a fetish, right? Nicole Jr. The whole, it's a fetish that he has, and he can't get past it. You know, how certain people watch specific type of porn, and that's the only thing they watch because that's what that's what they're stuck on. That's their turn. That's that's what I think Deontay is like. He's stuck on Nicole, even though she she appears to be a shitty person and is completely using him. He's like, he has this weird fetish and fascination, fascination with her and so be it. <sighs> Rachel and Doug. <clears throat> so it's day 37 and we already know that Doug, the longest that he's been out of prison is 40 days. It's day 37, they're having breakfast. Uh, it's the longest he's been out of prison. Well, almost the longest he's been out of prison. He's almost making his mark. Um, he's really learning a lot about Dougie. He feels like Dougie Jr. and him are building a bond and earning each other's trust. And I was like, mm, are you though? Have you worked on your anger issues? Did you guys actually go to therapy like you said that you were going to? Or are you just saying this because it sounds good and that you guys are having some bacon and eggs together and some waffles? and things seem fine. Because I worry about Dougie because Dougie has some deep-seated abandonment issues and 37 days out of prison is not going to cut 11 years of trauma out of that young boy's life. Um, he's gonna have a guy's day with his friend Mike and uh, you know, Rachel is in the back of her mind thinking about what Crystal said in the previous episode and all the things she said about her brother being a user and a dog and he's going to bring her down all the things, you know? 
it's swirling in Rachel's mind and she's hoping that those things aren't true. So meanwhile, Doug is with his friend, Mike. They are wedding ring shopping, legit wedding rings shopping, like not at a pawn shop, at a legit jeweler's. And, you know, he's, <clears throat> he's ready to do the do, you guys. He said that he's been engaged before, but he never took it serious. He's never the one that proposed. And, uh, you know, he used those women in the past. And now he's got a job. And so he can afford a ring. He's working at some CNC shop. I don't even know what that means. All I know is there's some cars and he takes the cars off the line. If someone else knows what a CNC shop, please tell me in the live chat or in the replay. Uh, he's looking at a 1.5 carat diamond ring for $5,500. Uh, he called uh, his friends for some help with it to pay for it. And he just really wants to give her the wedding of his dream, her dreams because he really loves her. And I thought for a minute, I was like, oh, that's actually really cool of him. Like, it's is he changing? Like, is this it for, for Rachel and him? Like, is he turning over a new leaf? For a minute there, I believed it. I really did. For a minute, I was like, oh, Doug's really trying to do a little something. And that's super kind of cool. However... I don't know if I actually believe it 100%. Better Days says consignment, maybe. <laughs> Anyways, he buys the ring. Uh, friend is The friend Mike has doubts too, guys. The Mike, Mike's like, I've never seen him be with one person for a long time. He usually has women filtering in and out of his life. I don't know if I buy it. But, you know, I hope that he does better and I want him to do better. And, you know, good on you. Now, I don't know what how much Doug is making, but you know, you guys, I get distracted and I noticed the ear pods, the iPhone earbuds in his ears. And I was like, I don't even have earbuds. Like he's only been out for 37 days. How many paychecks is he getting? He's buying a $5,000 ring. He's got these ear. You're just working on the straight and narrow, Doug. Are you? Anyhow, um, he has a surprise for Rachel. He, he says he'd rather be with Rachel always. And, you know, even though they fight sometimes and she gets on his nerves sometimes, she'd ra he'd rather be with Rachel always than anybody else because uh, he had no intention with anyone in the past and he's never felt this way and he only feels this way about Rachel. So he brings her to a park. He gets on his knee. He says, I love you. I appreciate what you do for me. I appreciate what you do for Dougie. And he proposes to her to remarry him. And uh, she says, yeah, of course. Of course I'll remarry you because she loves him, right? And he says, you know, I just, I just always want to be with you. And she just thinks that Doug has changed. She thinks he's amazing. He is turned over a new leaf because he didn't have to propose again in the free world. So it makes her trust him even more. And she feels like she's never been this happy. Oh, yeah, Rachel, you never been this happy? You trust Doug because he proposed outside of prison and that gives him points. Well, you guys, I have some more tea for you. 
Um, this is straight from Star Chasm on their Instagram. So Doug has been arrested again and is currently in jail in Kalamazoo facing multiple felony charges. He has a court date scheduled for August 25th, which is next week. According to a source, uh, Doug was one of seven arrested as part of a meth, 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 I can't even say, what is it? TG, what is it? You know what meth is, the one that makes you have meth teeth. Part of a meth and stolen car parts, which is funny because didn't he say he had a job at the CNC shop, which was the car place? Not saying it was that place, but the sting was a, was part of a meth and stolen cars parts sting operation. He reportedly tried to flee on a motorcycle before crashing into a police vehicle. Then he tried to pull a gun um, and included in these photos, here are some of the guns. So including the gallery, here's an excerpt from the press release about the sting operation and a photo of the items confiscated by the police. And the press release said, while executing the search warrants and the arrest of the primary suspect of this investigation, Doug, the individual attempted to flee from KVT investigators, Doug, on a motorcycle and crashed into a police vehicle, Doug. The suspect then resisted officers while reaching for a loaded firearm in his possession, Doug. Investigators were able to take him into custody without serious injury to the suspect or officers. During a search of the homes, properties, and involved subjects, investigators located crystal methamphetamine, controlled substance pills, package for illegal sale, drug distribution, packaging materials, six semi-automatic pistols, an AR-style rifle, numerous magazines and ammo, multiple stolen vehicles, and dismantled vehicle parts and approximately $4,000 of suspected drug proceeds. Charges will be submitted on seven suspects contained during this raid. Yes, Danielle, he went all the way out. I mean, for you to do it, do it big, right? I mean, he was reaching day 37. So it seems like none of the live chat is surprised by this. Crystal says, damn, he ain't going nowhere. No, listen, y'all. The fact that he tried to shoot his gun at the police officers, he's absolutely going to be in jail for life. The end. You have had a good run. Goodbye, farewell. It's time to say adieu, adieu, adieu to you and you and you. Doug's out of here, you guys. Like, unless he, unless there is a miracle that comes down from the sky and makes the police officers forget that they were chasing him, he was evading police officers, if it makes them forget that he shot at them, 
if it makes them forget that he was selling meth, if it makes them forget about this AR rifle and the six other semi-automatic pistols, then yeah, maybe he'll get out in like 15 to 20 years. But I doubt it. Nikki says, so now we know how he's paying for the ring. Big pimping. Big pimping. Listen, y'all. I'm surprised that you're not surprised. I was kind of surprised. I was like, mm, I mean, 40 days. They say 40 days and 40 nights. Anyhow, Doug's out of here, y'all. Doug's out of here. I just, I, I need Rachel to do better. I need Rachel to do better and be better. She deserves way more than she is putting up with. Because I cannot. I cannot. I cannot. Oh, Doug. So, August 25th. Thoughts and prayers with Doug. Thoughts and prayers. Moving on to um, Stan, the man, and Lisa. Y'all, this little relationship. So, first of all, Doug, the millionaire, doesn't know how to make bacon and eggs. He doesn't know how to make bacon and eggs. Okay. So, he wants to make breakfast in bed for Lisa, but he can only make bread which she probably is used to. I don't know if this is a stereotype, but don't they give a lot of bread in prison? So she's used to that for breakfast, right? And fruit. And apparently they had a great night in the basement. Yes, how do you not know how to fry an egg? Thank you. They had a great night in the basement in the dungeon. That dungeon to me, I need them to go down there. I don't know why they haven't filmed down there yet. I need to see what's going on down there because it sounds like a dungeon, not a basement. Sounds like there's a lot of kinky, crazy stuff going on there. And and apparently between the straight jacket and the chains and Lisa talking about how she was milking his prostate from the back door. I can only imagine, I can only imagine Stan was super excited, said sex with Lisa was amazing. And now they get to go car shopping. Okay, so they're going car shopping. Lisa doesn't have a license. She doesn't have insurance and she's worried about the sales tax. Well, she's actually not worried at all. Stan is worried about these things. And she's like, well, why are you even bringing this up? Because you're, you obviously have to pay for it. You promised me a car. However, I get to the car, that should happen. So if that means that you pay off my $3,200 in tickets so I can get my license, then that's going to happen. If that means you have to pay for my insurance, then that's going to go ahead and happen. Sales tax and the $12,000 car, that's going to go ahead and happen. And dum-dum number two is going to go ahead and put it in her name because he wants to build her credit. Now, Stan, do you think in any shape, way, or form, that Lisa, who is a career felon, gives a fuck about her credit. I, I don't think so. I think that Lisa, like Nicole, 
is a big scam artist. But let's just go with you being in love, falling in love on seekingarrangement.com, okay? So Stan's talking about all this wishy-washy stuff. He wishes that they were more certain about their future. And, you know, he doesn't want to really buy this car if he doesn't know, like, they're going to have a long-term future together. And, you know, he's bought a car for a female before in the past, and the lady left him as soon as she got the car. Um, and Lisa says, you know, let's take it one day at a time. She's like, I'm already married for, to two men, so we have to clear that up first. And, you know, you and I are volatile, so what do you want? That's what she says to him. What do you want? He says, I just want to be with you. Now, I told you earlier that I wanted to punch Deontay in his face. Stan, I just, I don't have any sympathy for. I don't know why. I feel like he's old enough to know better. Like, Deontay, I feel like there's, like, Raydella said it well. I feel like Deontay is gullible, but I also think too, like, you know. But Stan is old, and he should know better. He has gone up and down. He's been he was married for years. He should know better. And so I feel like I don't feel as much sympathy for him. I feel like he should just know better. And the way he talks about, oh, you know, I just want to be with you and let me just go buy you this car, even though you can't tell me that you want to spend even one day with me. It's ridiculous. So um, he's like, do you see us being together for a long time? And she stumbles. She stumbles and says, well, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to be together for a long time. At least she's being honest. At least she's being honest. So she doesn't know. But she, what she does know is anything is possible if he keeps her promises. And what are those promises? She's been out of prison for eight days. And she is expecting a car. She's excited to spend his money. And she's excited to get this car. And you know what Stan says? He's excited that she's going to be happy. Again, Stan, really? Like, really? Okay. So he says he's trying to make good on all his promises. They go to um, a dealership. And the first car she sees is this beautiful yellow Ferrari. He's talking about a minivan, and she's looking at Ferraris. Mm, don't think you two are on the same page at all, but okay. Now, there's something going on with her hair, and I am just really trying to figure it out because it's very distracting to me. I'm trying to listen, take notes, enjoy myself, and her hair is like, I don't understand. Didn't Stan spend like $1,300 on like five wigs? Then she went and got some cheap ass weave done and like individuals in the front with like synthetic hair. And I've already talked about synthetic hair with friggin' um, Angela. But like what, what, 
You guys are milking people for money. Like milk them for some good hair money. Then she's got this like crazy crimp curly. I don't even know what going on. And I just think like her hair. I just like spend some of Stan's money and get a hairdo. Okay. Can we do that? So we find out that Stan uh, paid off $3,200 in tickets for her. They want to test drive this like SUV type of truck. And, you know, she doesn't have a license. So she gets in the passenger side and Stan is driving the car. And we find out that the last time she test drove a car, she drove it all the way to Illinois and ended up in prison for five years. Nikki said hair like ramen noodles. Facts. So they do the test drive. They come back. She wants the car. She He's going to put four to $5,000 on the car. Total of the car is going to be 12K. He's going to strictly put it in her name. And meanwhile, she's getting a text. And we find out that she's running game on him per usual. But she's got a dude, and I think that her dude is one of her exes. Well, not even exes, one of her husbands. She's still with one of them. And she is only staying with Stan to get his money, to run him for his money. And now he's getting the car so that the car will take her to the man that she actually wants to be with. And guess what? That man's probably a scrub, too. So she admits she hasn't been honest with him. She's texting um text says when are we meeting up and she says soon getting a new ride the person texts back laugh my ass off lmao work it dollar sign dollar sign already knowing that lisa's a scammer lisa's a conner and lisa's a conning herself into a brand new car and stan because he got a little jiggy last night he's not thinking clearly and he's shelling out his cash and she's about to be off now, I told you guys this in a previous episode, and I, I'm going to stick to it. Stan really needs to be careful because, A, he is a self-proclaimed millionaire. And he's told this career felon who has a family of career felons that he has a bunch of money. And if I don't see him on the ID channel, that show beware thy neighbors or whatever, or evil lives here, evil lives here. And then they say, but there had been signs, dot, dot, dot. Stan's going to end up on that show because these people are going to run him. And when I say they're going to run him, they're not going to only run him for his money. Like he's going to be on the ID channel immediately, if not sooner, if he doesn't cut his ties real quick. So, good luck, Stan. Good luck. Good luck. Oh, I think it's going to be more than a heart attack, Nikki. I think that, you know, like they say in prison, there could be some shanking going on. That's all I'm going to say. Like, he needs to cut his losses immediately. All right, on to Anissa and Jeff. Jeff is a scrub. Jeff is a scrub. And Jeff, Jeff is a scrub. Okay. I don't know why you guys have such a hard time with this one. I don't know why. This Jeff guy just 
it like now my neck hurts. It's like it's very stressful. I don't know, something about him stresses me out. It's just like, oh. Okay, so Jeff has spent some days in the free world and he has discovered online shopping. It's like the amazing new invention to him and he's addicted to online shopping. He bought a drone for a couple thousand dollars so he can travel out and about in the community to places he's never been before because he's on house arrest. He also has a bunch of other boxes, a bunch of other stuff, and now he wants Gucci pants. Now, I don't understand. I personally don't know what's up with little Jeff and the Gucci, but little Jeff, I cannot picture in Gucci pants. Sorry, not sorry. Like, I personally would love it if you went ahead and spent all of Anissa's money on getting your teeth fixed so that so that my neck will stop hurting when I talk about you and when I look at you. Cause no pair of Gucci pants is gonna distract me from what's going on right here. Not you growing out your hair, not you growing out your beard. N none of that is gonna distract me from what is happening here. And I need this to be taken care of immediately okay just 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 take care of it and like I, you guys i said this before and i just don't understand like in prison i know there's medical and i know there's dental so why didn't he just go ahead and like handle it while he was in prison for so very very long were you doing meth in prison is that what's happened like It's too much and it's too much. Yes. Crystal says, I always get the urge to brush my teeth again when I see Jeff. Yes. And then when they start kissing, it's just really, it's just too much. It's too much for me to like, see my neck does really hurt you guys. Oh. Anyhow, um, he's wasted thousands of dollars on her credit card while she's at work. He online shops and online plays poker. So I also find out that not only is he a meth head, he has a poker issue and he's spending money freely. Like it's own, like it's his own and they're not even married yet. And Oh, he's ghosted her two times before and he's used her for money 50,000 plus before in the past. And she's free to just say, Hey, yes, take my credit card, spend it on whatever you want. Why are we being so stupid in this show? Like, why? Why are we being so stupid? Like, what are you getting out of it? What is Anissa who waited 11 years of her life to be with this meth head? What is she getting out of it? This is the bad boy? This, this dude? Okay. So she's getting a little ticked off though, right? So she's getting a little ticked off because he's spending all her money She's like, two days of work, gone. I go to work for two days. That money that I make, he's already spent. So Kyle comes over. Kyle's a little pissed off. He thinks Jeff is going overboard with his spending. Duh. And he knows that Anissa is low on cash. And so he addresses it. He addresses it to Jeff. And Jeff wants him to back off and mind his own business. It's between him and his wife, not between him and, and uh, Anissa. And I just feel like Anissa should just be with Kyle. Like, why can't she be with Kyle? He has the, the prison background. They're already best friends. 
Like, why can't they just be together? They already live on the same friggin' properties. Like, just kick kick Jeff to the curb, dude. So, um, <laughs> calls pissed. He's like, you know what? Why is this any different? You've been using her the whole time. What's different this time than it is in the previous times? There's no difference. And Jeff is like, just mind your own business. He feels like, and he said, deserves better. So what does he do, you guys? He goes and wraps out Jeff as he should. Okay. Goes in the kitchen. And he says in the kitchen, tells Anissa that Jeff has a secret. And, you know, he doesn't know why it's a big deal. Because, you know, if the timing is right and the age is real, why is he withholding the fact that he has an 18-year-old son that he said that he just found out about while it was the halfway house? And why is he scared to tell you? Unless that kid is not 18 and is anywhere in the 11-year time frame that Anissa has been holding on to this man, spending all her money for this man, doing all the things for this man. If this kid is 11 or, or younger, then again, it would be an issue. But if he's older than 11 then that's not when this woman was in the picture. It shouldn't be an issue. So why is Jeff trying to make it an issue? Why is it a secret? Okay. Now, here's my thing. Anissa, either way, can't be mad. And I'm going to tell you why she can't be mad. Even if this kid is 11 or under, this man, Jeff, showed her who he was not once, not twice, but three times. And she decided to keep her ass there and stick it out for 11 years and send all the monies to him, even though he ghosted her once, twice, and now is spending all her money again. So she's making a conscious decision to say, hey, you know what? Here I am. Go ahead and use me. Here I am. Go ahead and ghost me. She can't now then complain about his behavior since his past behavior has been the same way. Anissa doesn't know what she wants to do. She doesn't know if she wants to confront him yet. So she is going to take some time to think about what's there to think about. This man doesn't have a job. He can't go anywhere. He's on house arrest at your house. He's spending all your money. You better go ahead and walk your butt outside in the back. Go ahead and grab that drone and send it back on Amazon and get your refund and sit his ass down and find out what's going on. How about do that? Don't know. Last and certainly, oh, I did want to tell you something about Jeff that I thought was interesting. And I want to find the receipts. If I don't find the receipts, I'll bring them next time. But long story short, I think I, I, think I know where it is. Long story short, Jeff has started a GoFundMe. And can anyone guess what Jeff Joe, Jeff Joe, why am I saying that? Can anyone guess what Jeff's GoFundMe is about? Anyone, while I, while I try to pull it up. Anyone, what do you think Jeff has started a GoFundMe for? Gucci pads, close close yes better days his mouth 
Jeff has started a GoFundMe for people to help him raise money so that he can get his teeth fixed. Then I said, what about him getting a job? Because wasn't that the plan to get a job last week? Wasn't it a plan to get the job so that you can go ahead and get your teeth fixed, buy your Gucci pants, and buy your motorcycle? Wasn't that the plan? So now he's going to get his, yes, Daniel, his teeth fixed, and he's got to go fund me. And I can't find it exactly right now, but I will find the GoFundMe for next week and show you all how much he has raised because he has raised some money. And since I'm bitching about it, like I'm not even mad. Go, go ahead and get your teeth fixed however you can. <sighs> so yeah, GoFundMe to get his teeth fixed. Apparently he has a job and apparently they're still together. So there's that. Last and certainly not least is Brittany and Ray. So, again, Brittany is adorable, okay? She's adorable because I really feel like she's one of those people that loves couples, loves being in love, and loves all the couple-y things to do. So she got him another shirt. Remember, like, the Freedom shirt that she bought for his, his arrival? And then now he has My New Life t-shirt day one that she got made for him. Like, all the corny couple stuff, which, you know, it's cute. She loves having Ray there. Um, family's on the way to hang out yet again. Her family's not coming because they don't know that he's living with her because they don't accept him. He's a scrub in their minds and they don't want to meet anyone that is not up to par. So uh, Dimitri, his stepmom, Ray, his dad, Sterling, his brother, and a bunch of other people, including uh, Tamara, his his auntie, they fill the house. They say the house is beautiful. Um, you know, what are their plans? What are they gonna do? He talks about as soon as he can get a job, he's gonna get a job. Then he wants to get married. Then he wants to pop out a bunch of babies and just have a family and settle down and have a family life. And they wanna know like, where where's your family, Brittany? Her family's not on board with the relationship. Uh, they want to know, well, is there a plan to like introduce Ray at some point to your family? And she's like, yeah, there's a plan. Um, you know, I got to like reel them into this. I got to soften the blow a little bit. He had, listen, I get it, Brittany. Mom Dukes and dad Dukes are not trying to see an ankle bracelet from a dude that doesn't work that you are having to support 100% who can't leave your house. So she wants to make a little bit of a better impression. Maybe after his house arrest, he gets a job and then she can introduce them and there will be less for her to worry about. <sighs> Crystal says, man, I have a cousin who makes t-shirts for everything. Dress code to everything is the custom t-shirt. Nikki, you and me both, you and me both, go fund me. I need something to help fund this show, hello. Um, so then they talk about, so here's the thing that I'm really curious about with this family. So the dad says, you know, I don't understand why you don't want to introduce your family. You know, Ray comes from a good foundation, comes from a good family. We're like solid people. And so here's my situation. You guys, I can't understand why he doesn't stay with them. Then 
Why does Ray not stay with his good, solid family? Why is he staying with the woman that he met online that he'd never met in real life, but now he's living with her and she's supporting him? Why is that? Why can't the family support him? If they're such a great family from a strong foundation, why is he not living there? Because was he living there when he actually went to prison? Crystal says, Ray seems to come from a great family. I do think meeting his family might make her feel more at ease. See, I'm about saying something completely different. What's so great about that family, Crystal? What's so great about the family? Because they said that they were great? Because they come and support their inmate, ex-con son and brother and cousin? Like, what makes them great? That's, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Because if they're so great... Why is he not staying with his great family and staying with some random person that he just met that now he's in a relationship with? I feel like it's a bit weird, but you know, let's agree to disagree. Or you guys tell me why you think that the family seems great. I think it's a bit weird. Um, so yeah, dad says that he has a good foundation. Tamara says Ray has a really devoted family. They're devoted to him, devoted to each other. And, you know, are all involved. And again, I still have my questions and until someone can answer them, I'm still going to be like, okay, well, anyone can say that they have a great family, but. So Brittany's worried about his ankle monitor and her family. Ray starts tripping out, says, you know, listen, um, he, you, I think you're ashamed of me. And if you don't call your family, um, to tell them that, hey, we're in a serious relationship, then this isn't real. And if you're serious, you'll call them. And if you're not serious, you'll not call them. So he kind of gave her an ultimatum. Now she's worried about the prison, the halfway house and the home confinement, but she knows that she has a good relationship with her dad. So she's going to go ahead and call her dad. Now I thought when she called the dad that she was going to call him and tell him on the phone, but she was she wasn't even ready then. She was like, hey, dad, um, what are you doing tomorrow? You got anything planned? Oh, you know, I feel like it's been some time. Maybe like you want to come over and hang out. And I was like, oh, that is such a, da a daughter move. The daughter move where you're like, you know, you got some shit to say. You don't know how to say it. So you're going to like warm up dad. Like, hey, dad, I missed you. I love you. Like, you want to come over and, like, put my blinds up, you know? Oh, and by the way, my felon boyfriend moved in. He can't work because he's on house arrest, and he just came back from the halfway house. Oh, and by the way, I already met his family. I plan to marry him and have two babies. Thanks for the blinds, Dad. Crystal said... They seem like well-meaning people. He obviously was in the streets and probably wasn't staying with his family. I know a lot of people like Ray in Houston. I mean, it's not like Doug's family reunion. Okay, I'll give you guys that. I'll give you that. They do seem well-meaning and they do seem like they have level heads. I'm just curious, like, if you're so great, like, why don't you stay with your family? That's all. But Crystal, you have a good point. Um, One more quick little surprise for you. If you guys uh, don't know, Deontay goes live every Friday um, after the show. 
He goes live on his Instagram. And this past week, he he goes live often with Rachel. Like the two of them are live together a lot. Uh, but this past week, he went live with Brittany and Ray and Rachel. And it was hilarious, y'all. It was hilarious to me. Anyways, from this photo, all the things that I've already told you, you can surmise from this photo. So let's look at this photo real quick. And I'll just, I don't know who the girl on the right is, so I'm not gonna even talk about her. If you all know who it is, then let me know. I don't know who she is. But so we have in the top left-hand corner, we have Deontay. And Deontay is by himself, because guess what? In real life, as you know from the show, he is no longer with Nicole because Nicole got married to Tia. In the bottom left-hand corner, we see Brittany and Ray in the back. So looks like those two are still together. And in the lower right-hand corner is Rachel, and Rachel's by herself because guess what? Her man is in prison. I think I saw like a preview that she's throwing the ring away. Well, her man's in prison. He's not going to get out anytime soon as per this show. And so that's why she's alone in that photo. So there you go, you guys. There you go. Anyhow, if you guys can catch him on his IG live on a Friday night, I highly recommend. He definitely has like guest appearances from cast members. And if you guys are one of my Patreon subscribers, absolutely make sure that you check out my exclusive interview with him. There were bombs dropped, you guys. And you know, I talk a lot, so I had a lot of questions. I ran at a time, which was sad, but I will have him back on my show. And that's a wrap. Oh, before I forget, we're gonna play our game. You ready for my game, guys? So here's the game. And it's just a game, it's just for fun. Um, you guys have had all this season to set me up on a faux date with an inmate. We've had seven. This is our this is gonna be our seventh inmate that I'm gonna introduce you guys to. You guys have hated all of them so far. So I'm batting zero for seven. But I'm hoping that maybe this one you guys will be more amenable to. So let's try it out. So this guy's name is Zamar. And I'll pop Zamar up for you guys to see. Zamar is uh, 31. He's 5'8", 180 pounds. Uh, he's convicted of aggravated trafficking. He's spending six years in prison. He was incarcerated in 2017. His current release date is May of 2023. And he says, if you're looking for a friend you can laugh with, vent to, and build with, you'll enjoy my company. I want to give you positive energy and good vibes while keeping you company as much as possible. So let me have the opportunity to experience you. I promise to shower you with attention, affection, and appreciation, to always lend a helping hand, deliver a prompt reply to all of your messages, and devote time to you. He goes on to say, I'm witty, confident, spontaneous, and caring. I'm a true and living build power, spending my time working out, reading, self-help, indigenous, and business books, while giving my knowledge to those who need it. I believe that prison 
can be a stepping stone to success and try to always look for the opportunities in life and not the obstacles. So let me be a part of your universe. And then he has the letter U, the letter I, no, excuse me, excuse me. The letter U, the letter N, the letter I, mind, the number two, mind. So you and I, mind to mind, you and I, mind to mind. A bond with no beginning or end that goes beyond these walls. Based on harmony, love, and trust, I'm looking forward to admire and adore all of your qualities. Now, this is this is the ringer. Whoever, whoever, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm wrecking it. Whomever my ad reaches, let it be someone with good vibes, positive energy, and honesty. You can email me through, and they have a website that you can email these inmates through. And you guys, you can contact them through, this website has a mobile app, so you can download the app to your phone. All right, so what do you guys think of Zamar? Nikki says, you get locked up and become a well-versed poet. Uh, Nikki says, uh, Zamar, that would be a hard no. His lips are moving. Misha says, he talks too much. Okay, you guys, so I'm zero for seven. Black Shelly says, nope. All right, so zero for seven. I'll try again next week. I'll try again next week. Y'all are tough out here. Crystal said he got nothing but time. I wonder how long it took him to write this damn profile. Danielle says straight up, no. Y'all are y'all are hard. Y'all are hard. Okay, great show, you guys. Uh, I will be back here at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for Love in Paradise. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Don't forget to hit that thumbs up and I'll see you guys in a little bit. Bye for now. Uh, you and I. <laughs> <laughs>